0: started with um pursuing your dream this week we're going to continue with that pursuing your dream and then next week we will talk about um restoration and then from restoration we'll start um preparing ourselves for the holidays and preaching towards messages that prepare us um for the holidays um it is said that the holidays are usually like stressful times for people. So we want to focus on that, make sure that we don't stress ourselves during the holidays, but then we just trust in God in all things. So that's what we'll be talking about as we mm. prepare for the holidays. But this morning we're going to continue with pursuing the dream. Pursuing the dream. Because I believe each one of us has a purpose, has a dream, a divine purpose, and a divine dream that comes from God. And we don't want to leave this earth not even attempting to do what God has called us to do. Amen. Not even stretching out our faith and 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 stepping out, believing God to, to bring us help to fulfill that dream. And that's why I'm talking about, we're talking about pursuing your dream. Another reason why we're talking about dreams at this time, pursuing your dream or pursuing your purpose at this time, is to prepare you for the next year usually when when the next year comes everybody is fired up wants to do something but then as the days goes by people give up and people forget so i just i don't want you to prepare in January. i want you to prepare now november december prepare for 2024 don't wait for january because it might be too late or you'll be using one whole month out of the 12 months to prepare instead of using November and December to prepare. So whatever you want to do, whatever goals you want to set, don't wait for 31st December. Set those goals now. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for another time here in your presence. We pray in Jesus' mighty name that your word will bless our spirit. So God, deliver us from the power of any sickness in Jesus' mighty name. We pray, Lord, that as we share your word, your word will bring us deliverance. Your word will bring us illumination. As we share concerning dreams, concerning purpose, I pray, Lord, that you give us ideas as we listen in this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Alright, so pursuing your dream, part two. <clears throat> right so pursuing your dream the second part i just want to do a recap of what we talked about last last week last week we focused on things that hinder us from pursuing our dream or pursuing our purpose and one of that is the fear of failure the fear of failure i think is one of the major reasons why people don't even attempt people don't even try people don't even step out it's like when Jesus called um, Peter to step out of the boat the fear of failure kept all the other disciples or all the other apostles in the boat because they had that fear that what if we don't make it what if we don't succeed what if it doesn't turn out the way it's gonna turn out and the fear of failure has hindered us uh, or has hindered a lot of people from achieving their dreams for or from even stepping out in faith and trusting God that God is gonna bring them help when they step out. And so one of the things that hinder us from achieving our dreams, achieving our purpose, is the fear of failure. But as a child of God, the Bible tells us that because we are God's idea, we cannot fail. Bible says we have overcome everything in this world because of our faith, because we are children of God, and God is not a failure. Don't ever believe that you are going to fail trust in god when you step out in faith that you're going to succeed failure is an event it is not a person you cannot identify yourself as a failure people events happen where people don't succeed where people don't make it but that is not who they are they can always turn situations around you can always turn uh, things around and so don't just believe that you're a failure and the next thing, that takes me to the second point. The second point is failure. When you when you attempt it and you fail the first time, it, it, it can also be a hindrance to, your, to achieving your dream. That you attempted, you tried doing something, but it didn't work out the way you thought it was going to work. And so you draw back and stop trying. But don't let that be a hindrance to your dream because God is going to bring you help. Every idea that comes from God succeeds. It will never fail. God will bring you helpers. God will bring you all the ideas and the strength, the grace, the finances you need to be able to pursue that purpose. The next thing that we talked about last week is discouragement. Is that people are going to come in to discourage you. That's like we saw in the case of Sambalat and, and Tobiah who came to Nehemiah trying to discourage him from building the wall. People are going to come in to discourage you. People will point you to people who attempted doing what you are doing and failed. And they will say that that is the reason why they think you are not going to succeed. But do not allow discouragement to get to you. But when God sent Joshua, he always kept telling him, be of good courage, be of good courage, be strong and be of good courage. Anyone who is going to do anything in the kingdom of God, even on earth, has to be strong. And be of good courage that's what the world called the secular people call keep a positive attitude or keep a positive mindset you have to be strong and be of good courage encourage yourself know that you are going to make it know that you are going to succeed just be your number one fan cheer yourself on that everything that you've said you set your heart to do will succeed and so be of good courage and do not be dismayed do not be discouraged No matter if you have attempted, you have failed, or people have said that you cannot do it, or people have said that it's not possible to do it, just go ahead and trust in God and give it your best shot. The next thing is opposition. And I, I just wanted to bring this sentence out again. Almost every dream that comes from God has faced opposition. Look in the Bible. Every idea that came from God, every dream that came from god faced opposition and so if you're facing opposition in achieving your dream don't think that god is against you just know that it's normal that when god breaths something it's going to face opposition but it will overcome so when you're facing opposition to, towards the achieving of your dream <clears throat> know that it is not a time to give up Lack of preparation is also one of the reasons that hinders us from, from fulfilling our dream. We have to prepare for um the fulfillment of our dream. If you are ever going if God is going to handle if God is going to give you anything big to handle, then definitely He's going to prepare you. And so lack of preparation hinders us from pursuing our dream. Distractions, things will come that will distract us. People will come, or even opportunities, they could be positive or negative, that will distract us. But don't allow these things to distract you. Procrastination, I think, is also one of the greatest things that we, we keep postponing, that we I'm going to do it next week or next year. And you wait till next year, January, February, March, April, May, and then you say okay let's let's maybe 2025 I'm going to do it but step out now get gather all the information you need take all the steps that needs to be taken and go ahead and pursue that dream don't keep postponing the dream don't procrastinate don't delay just step out in faith and trust God that you are going to excel the next thing is lack of discipline lack of discipline we don't usually discipline ourselves well enough for instance people set goals um, I mean that they are going to exercise they are going to keep fit they're going to make sure that they eat eat healthy January they'll do their best the first three weeks in January they do that now the fourth week in January they give up they don't discipline themselves Paul said one thing he said I discipline myself and keep myself under subjection that after i have taught other people i will not be a castaway. and so discipline is required as a child of god yes you have the holy spirit who guide you and remind you but you need discipline as a child of god and today we are discussing things that we can do or what are the things that helps us to achieve our dream so last week we saw the hindrance to the dream and this week we are going to discuss the things that will help us to achieve the dream And the number one thing I want to discuss is the God factor. The God factor. If you have a dream and you are a child of God, know that you have the backing of God to fulfill that dream. Don't always take your eyes, never take your eyes off the God factor. The God factor in your life is the most important and most relevant factor in your life. Yes, you might be skilled. Yes, you might have knowledge. Yes, you might have a network of people who are going to help and support you, yet you might have people who are helping and financing you. But remember that your strongest foundation is the God factor in your life. The strongest factor that is going to help you excel and succeed in the pursuit of your vision is the God factor. Do never forget, never take off your eyes. You see, when you focus on corporate America, people Take their work as they are God and they take their jobs as they are God. But if you are a child of God, know that the God factor, having God in your life, is what makes the difference. It is the factor that sets you apart, it is the factor that causes you to excel in everything you do. And because God is with you, you can be confident that you are going to excel. Because God is helping you, you are confident that whatever you set your hands to do, you are going to excel. You should remember as a child child of God that God is helping you in everything that you are doing God is bringing you help and do not set do not take your eyes off that factor the bible tells us that the horse is prepared for the battle but deliverance is of the Lord. It means you can do all the preparation that you that is required to be done. You can have all the information, you can have all the finances, but victory comes from God. It does not take the arm of your flesh. It does not take the help of man. It does not take the wisdom or the strength of man. If you are going to excel in your God-given purpose, know that you cannot take out the God factor. The God factor is always very important. Even if it's business, it is commerce. it's what, whatever, it's touching people's life. Remember that you need God as a child of God. The God factor is what will make the difference in your life. The God factor is what will attract and bring favor into what you are doing. The God factor is what is going to connect you to the right people. Do not take your eyes off the God factor. And do not limit the God factor. If God is in your life, don't limit yourself and think that you cannot do what God has placed in your heart. If God has placed that purpose in your heart, then it means that He has confidence in you. He knows that He has given you everything you need to be able to fulfill that purpose. So whatever passion God has given you, know that he has prepared and equipped you to fulfill that purpose. It might not look like you are equipped. It might not look like you are prepared to fulfill that purpose. But if God is calling you to do that particular thing that he has put in your heart, then know that he knows that you are well able to do it. Most of the times when God gives us a vision and God gives us a purpose, when we look in ourselves and in our abilities. We see that we are inadequate. Yes, because God wants to teach us to rely on Him. God wants to train us to rely on Him every step of the way. So beloved, I just wanna tell you this morning, the God factor is so important for us as children of god in the pursuit of our dreams that every plan that we make that every is that we we have that every suggestion we get from people we have to present it to god the suggestion might look good in the eyes of men but that that but do, does god endorse that suggestion is that something that god wants you to do yes yes everyone is going that route but is that the route god wants you to take remember the god factor in your life and the pursuit of your dream do not just follow what others are doing do not just copy what others are doing because god when he gives you a dream he gives you a pattern for the fulfillment of your dream and the pattern for the fulfillment of your dream will not be the same like the other person God will give you specific instructions for your dream, and do not forget the God factor as a child of God. In your workplaces, what will cause you to be different is the God factor. Do not try to compete with people, other people, secular people who think that their God is their work, and so they must put in uh, all the work. They must, they must um, um, cut. Um, they must put people under the bus to be able. To excel they must put people under um, a dark light so that the spot will be on them they must say negative things about people at their workplaces or they must show themselves are people who know all things before um, others will accept them they must get into dirty politics and do all those things because they don't think because people like that don't have any help from any other place but believer but as a child of god beloved we have supernatural help as children of god and let's not forget that when things are going on around us and our workplaces and our vision and our purpose let's remember that we have god and that makes us different god is able to intervene in every situation the bible tells us some trust in child some trust in horses but we will remember the name of the Lord. So if there is competition in your office, there are people who trust in their own ability, trust in their own network that they have created. As a child of God, it's, able to ha- it, it's good to have the right skill. It is important to, um, to have a good network around you. But you must remember the name of the Lord. It is the name of, we know that promotion comes from God. It is God who causes us to excel. It is God who leads us to greatness. And let's trust in God. When people trust in chariots and trust in in fleshly things, in carnal things, in earthly things, let's remember the name of the Lord. Because it is the name of the Lord. That will cause us to excel. We are named with the name of God. And because we are named with the name of God, we know that we will excel. We know that we will succeed. And the Bible uh, reminds us that we should commit our ways. In all our ways, we should acknowledge God and he will direct our steps. You cannot pursue the purpose of God without that direction from God. If God If Jesus is the Lord of your life, then he is going to lead you. And so remember that you have god in your life as you see the vision that god has placed in your heart and it's so big and it feels like you cannot achieve it it feels like you cannot do it remember the god factor is your dream too big than our god is your vision too expensive that god is not able to finance it is your vision too difficult that god does not have the wisdom to handle those visions remember the god factor if you see how big your god is then remember that your dream is not too big for god that your vision is not too big for god i remember one preacher says this is god's work and so we are going to do it god's way we are going to do it big because god is big we are going to do his work big and so if you have any dream that comes from god and you think that that dream is impossible Is it impossible with God? If you think that that dream is too expensive, is it too expensive for God? If you think that that dream is too difficult, is it too difficult for God? Remember the God factor. It is what makes you different from the rest of the world as a child of God. The next thing is vision. You must have a vision. And there are so many definitions of vision, but this is one that I learned several years ago. Um, from one of our pastors. He says, a, and, and when I say vision, I'm not talking about going to bed and seeing images. I'm not talking about when you're praying and you see images. I'm talking about having a clear mental portrait of a preferable future that is communicated by God to his servants. So a vision that I'm talking about here, this definition came from one of our pastors. He says, it's a clear mental portrait Of a preferable future communicated by God to his chosen servant you must have a vision you must have a clear mental portrait of where you are going what you are trying to do what you are trying to achieve a vision is so important if you are going to pursue your dream you must have an idea of where you are going the Bible um, somebody said that people are busy going up and down but they don't really know where they are going it's like we live every single day one day at a time morning evening and you ask yourself what what is my goal what am i trying to achieve what am i trying to do what vision do i have what am i pursuing my lifetime here on earth that how i spend my days what am i pursuing for most people you you the answer to that question will be money for most people the answer to that question will be money because when you wake up monday in the morning the focus and everything is how am i going to make more money what can i do to make more money but if you ask yourself is that the greatest reason why we are here on earth if we don't take it sometimes money will distract us i'm not saying money is evil and I'm not saying that it's not good to think about how you can make more money, but do not let that be your lifetime pursuit because money does not bring fulfillment. The only thing that will make you fulfilled one day when you are lying in your bed or you are waiting for, for, for Christ or you are waiting to be raptured, the only thing that will make you fulfilled is when you actually pursued what God wanted you to do. Money does not bring fulfillment. There are a lot of rich people who died and they were not fulfilled. There were other people who were not counted as part of the 10% billionaires in the, in, in their generation or 10% rich people, but they died a fulfilled life because they pursued their purpose, because they touched the, their lives of other people, because their lives affected the lives of other people. At the end of the day, when you are so old, it will not be about money anymore. But when you think about how you spent your life, you, 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 you begin to think about how did I spend my life? Did I spend my life on the most important things? Or I just spent my life making money. And God is going to bless you. You make money. But you must have a clear mental portrait of what you are spending your life here on earth for. What are you spending your days for? This year, 2023, what did you spend it for? What did you pursue? How did you spend your time? God, I know that every one of us has a purpose here on earth. And we must discover that purpose. For some people, their work, the field that they are working in, that is what they are called to do. And so when they happy are those people, because when they wake up every day, they are pursuing exactly what God wants them to do that they are doing exactly what brings them joy but each one of us has a purpose and we need to pursue that purpose during our lifetime here on earth and so have a clear mental portrait of where you're going and write that down write that vision down the mental portrait of how you see yourself next year 2024 a mental portrait of how you see yourself In in the next five years, a mental portrait of where you are going is very important. You need that mental portrait. And when you have that clear mental portrait, the next thing you have to do is to write it down. I'm going to talk about that later. So you must have a vision of what you are doing. Because if you don't have a vision of what you're doing and you don't have a vision of where you're going. Somebody said, if you don't know where you are going, every road will lead you there. Because you don't know where you're going, every road will take you there. Actually, if you don't know where you're going, then you're going nowhere. So, no matter what, which road you take, for instance, when you are leaving home, you put an address in your Google Maps and you follow the address because you know where you're going, that you drive straight towards that place. As small things like grocery and find a place and, and, and going for shopping, if these small things before we set out, put an address to make sure that we know where you're going then how can we live our whole life without an address that we are going to so it is important that we have an address that we are going to because once you know where you are going and you have an idea of where you are going then you are able to order your life in a way that takes you to the place that you are going so it is important to have a clear mental portrait of what you want to achieve what you want to do the next thing is diligence now you have the mental portrait you need diligence you need discipline the bible says do you see a man who excel do you see a man who excel in his work other versions say do you see a man I believe that new king James version says do you see a man who is diligent in his work he will stand before kings and he will not stand before unknown men it means that the path to greatness is that <clears throat> you have to be diligent. You have to work hard. This is also one of the things that a lot of Christians do not do, work, do not do well in. They have the God factor. They have favor. They have grace. They have a big vision that comes from God, but they are not diligent enough. They are not hardworking enough. They will just say, I will pray. I will pray to God and God will send me help. But after you finish praying and God has released helpers, God has released favor, God has released all the finances, all these things are in the hands of other people who are coming to help you. But you have to be diligent. You have to work on creating a network. If it's in in the area of business or in the area of your career, you have to create a network. Don't just say, oh, that God is going to open doors for me. God is going to give me opportunities. Yes, God will give you opportunities. But having a network creating a network for yourself is very important secular people do not have the god factor and so all they rely on is their ideas they rely on other people they connect with other people and they do that and you see them moving forward but you have the god factor add that diligent factor to it and you are going to you are going to rise in your vision and in your purpose And so be diligent in your work, work hard. The favor of God does not encourage laziness. The fact that you are favored and you have the favor of God does not mean you have to be lazy. The fact that you have the backing of God and you have some supernatural powers and you can pray for things to happen does not mean that you have to be lazy. You cannot just sit down and say and, and speak to the groceries and say, "Food be ready and the food be re- will be ready." God does not support that. Is it impossible for God? No, it is not, but will God do it? God does not support that. God wants you to work with your hands, and that's why the Bible tells us that I will bless the work of your hands, I will bless the work, I will bless the work of your hands, and so God wants you to use your hands work and he will bless what you are doing he will cause those little little steps to be magnified but you need to take those little little steps you need to take those steps and so <clears throat> use your hands work diligently put in the work and trust God look at the life of Jesus Christ sometimes when I read the Bible especially in the book of Mark I see Jesus Christ the Bible you see him what he was doing in the morning and then after he, he, he goes, the Bible says that a great while before day, Jesus will go to a place and pray. And so a great while before there, you, you are talking about 3 a.m. or 2 a.m. Around that time, he will go out and go and pray. And then as soon as he come out of the prayer, he will tell the disciples, let's go to other places to preach. And the Bible will tell us that the man will stop ministering and preaching till it is late in the night. And then he will wake up the next day a great while before day again and go and pray. Wow. Jesus was a very diligent person. You read in the when you read the Bible, just pay attention to you know, sometimes when you're reading the stories in the Bible, there are things that you are paying attention to, and so your mind is not drawn to some of these things. But when you look at how he got a great while before the day. And went preaching to people, ministering to people, praying for people. Those days they didn't have cars, so the man was walking up and down everywhere with his disciples, preaching and praying. And then the next morning he would wake up very early, before day. Wow, Jesus was very diligent during his life here, his life here on earth. And look at the life of the apostles. Look at Paul, very diligent, very hard working spread the gospel all over traveling here and there somebody said that just like when you go to the supermarket you pick everything you want but when you get out when when it's time to get out of the the shop you need to pay you need to check out and so in the kingdom of god you can pick any dream you want big as long as god has permitted you to carry that dream. The dream can be so big and you write it on paper, but be ready to pay the price. People who have achieved great fits did not achieve that by being lazy, by not putting in work, or by just trusting and praying. And so, any burning desire that you have, you must have a passion and a zeal to see that desire come to pass. You, might not be, you must not be casual about your dream. It's like, oh, if it comes to pass, fine. If it doesn't come to pass, that's fine. This is what I want to do, but if it comes to pass, I'm okay, if it doesn't come to pass, I'm, but you must have a strong desire to see that dream come to pass. You must have a burning passion. And when you have that passion, that passion will drive you to work hard. That passion will drive you every day to study, to learn, to prepare and to pursue that dream. That passion will drive you when it looks like things are not going on right. You can just be determined that you are going to spend your life here on earth for something that is worth it. Yes, it is good to pursue money, to, to make money. It is, it, is, it is good to make more money and to get promotions and all that. But remember, when la- when all is said and done, the things that really matter you must make sure that you spend time on the things that really matter during your lifetime here on earth. Sorry for my voice. Um, You must commit to the process. Another thing, great hindrance to the, the fulfillment of our dream is not being committed to the process or not being willing to submit to a process. We have a dream today And we wish that next week the dream will be fulfilled. We believe that God has called us to do something great. And we wish that in three days' time we will just be on the highest stage. But that things don't work that way, even with Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus Christ was God in heaven from the beginning of the earth. But he had to go through the process to become man. He could have said or negotiated with the father that I would just want to come here on earth as a 30-year-old man and then leave my three years and go. Man, it would be easy for people to believe me. If Jesus had just dropped from the sky as a 30-year-old man and started preaching for three years, I believe that a lot of people were going to believe it because they saw him drop from the sky. But Jesus submitted himself to the process. Bible says that he became obedient to God even unto death, and not just any kind of death, but death on the cross. Jesus submitted himself to a process. And that is why it's important for every one of us who have a big dream to submit ourselves to a process, because every dream will go through a process. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8 and 9, the Bible says, Though he was a son, he learned obedience by the things he suffered. So Jesus was the son of God but he learned obedience because he went through a process the process prepared him to die on the and bible says and having been perfected he became the author of eternal life to all who obey him and so he went through a process to be perfected if god is going to hand over any big thing to you he will take you through a process for some of us our process might mean delays to us. When we look at the process we're going through, we feel like God is delaying us, or we are being delayed, but it is a process, it is a preparation. It is time for training. Every great man that God ever used in the Bible went through a time of preparation, a time of training. Every person that God used went through a process. And so, if you're going to pursue the purpose of God, you need to go through a process. Moses, when he killed the Egyptian and he escaped, he had to go through a process of learning that the Bible says at a point in time that Moses was the meekest man on earth. Remember, Moses grew up a royalty. He grew up in the palace. He grew up as the the, the son of the daughter of Pharaoh. And so Moses grew up in the royal home. How did this man who grew up in the royal home become the meekest man on earth for God to use? It was the process. The process trained him, took out the things that are not needed from his heart, took out the desire to identify with Pharaoh from his heart, took out the desire to identify as a prince of Egypt from his heart, and prepared him. He became, a, at a point, he became a shepherd. At a point, he became a fugitive. All those things were preparations. Even though they were painful events that happened in his life, even though they were not very nice events that happened, they were all part of the things that God used to prepare him. And so you will go through a process. If God is going to hand over big things to you, he's going to prepare you for those things. Joshua, Joshua had to go through a process of preparation. He stayed with Moses. At a point in time, Moses would be on the top of the mountain with his hands lifted. And Joshua would be down below the mountain fighting the enemy. Joshua could have chosen to complain. How is this man who is called our leader just sitting up in the mountain with his hands lifted? And I am the one who is doing the battle. But he went through that preparation. He followed Moses, pouring water on his hand, helping him, serving him. And God used that time to prepare Joshua. And what Moses could not achieve, Joshua was the one who achieved that. Moses could not take the people to the promised land. Even though he delivered them from the land of captivity, he could not take them to the promised land. It was Joshua who took them to the promised land. He did this because God prepared him for the position. Joseph, Joseph had a big vision that his brothers were going to serve him. They were all going to bow down. His brothers and his parents were going to bow down to him. Big vision at the age of 17 young man with a big vision but even though he had a big vision he had to go through the pit he had to go through the prison before he got to the palace god used the pit the prison to prepare him in the pit he learned how people were going to betray him and how people were going to train him uh, we going to treat him in the prison he learned to serve people no matter the pain that he was going through he learned to be patient to people he learned to, 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 to be diligent. Oh, he went from the pit to Potiphar's house, then to prison, and then to the palace. God used all those things to train him. First of all, he had to take care of Potiphar's goods and things that did not belong to him. Even though he was a servant in Potiphar's house, the Bible tells us that everything was handed over to him. And then from Potiphar's house, he had to go to prison. And from in prison, he was diligent, still serving other people before he went to the palace. Before that dream came to pass, he went through a process and it took so many years for him to see that dream. His process took so long that you might think that God has forgotten him, but God is faithful to his purpose and to his dream. And so we must commit to the process. The process might not, be, might not be fun. It might not be interesting. It might not be something that people will praise you for. Sometimes it means that God's putting you in obscurity. God putting you in a place that you do not like. But commit to the process. Be diligent and follow God's leading for that purpose and for that thing that he has committed to you in the time of going through the process that is the time that you have to get the right skill and the right information for your vision when joseph was going through those times in prison it was time that he learned how to how to manage people manage people and manage things remember in his father's house he was a pampered last but one son the bible tells us that his father designed a coat of many colors for him so if he stayed in his father's house for all those years i don't know how he would have been able to lead people because in his father's house he wasn't doing much his father he sat down as as the the the, um the favorite son of his father and wasn't doing much god had to separate him from his family Take him to a process of training and prepare him to be leader. And remember, God took him ahead to Egypt to prepare a place for his family. The process of going to Egypt was all part of the dream. Even though it was a painful process. The process of going to Egypt was when his brothers betrayed him. They sold him to strangers. Those strangers sold him to another person. That is what brought him into Egypt. And that is what caused him to become um, um, the prime minister. And so somebody had to take him to Egypt. And so for, for somebody to take him to Egypt, then somebody had to betray him. Very, very painful. And the people who betrayed him were his own brothers. And somebody also had to accuse him wrongly so that he gets into prison. The prison where the king keeps his prisoners. All those things were leading him to his purpose and leading him... the fulfillment of the dream but those were all very painful events in his life and so don't just take a painful event as god betraying you he would have he could have said at that point that god had rejected me or god is not going to make god is not going to help me achieve this dream sometimes there are painful events that happen in our lives What we have to do is to take the lesson from those painful events. Because as a child of God, when things come your way that causes you pain, it is not meant to destroy you. It is meant to make you better. And so see that lesson. Pray, ask God, what am I learning from this pain? Take that lesson from the pain. And you will see that that lesson is very important. So don't let the the painful events that you have gone through just be wasted but learn what you need to learn from those painful events look at the life of joseph and the things that he went through time will not permit me to talk about david but remember we must commit to the process that god has for us we must commit to the process if we are going to achieve our vision service there is no vision that does not require you to serve other people if your vision is to become a king without serving. It is not a good vision. Every vision that God gives you will require you to serve other people, to serve mankind and to serve your generation, to serve other people in that scope that God has given you. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 20, verse 26, 28, it says that whosoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whosoever desires to become first among you, let him be your slave. That word also means seven. It means serving other people. And he says, just like the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. The Son of God came to set an example for us as to how we are supposed to live our lives. He gave his life as a ransom for all. He served people. He cleaned the feet of the disciples. So, if you are going to achieve your purpose, you must have the mindset of serving. As you prepare your dream, as you write down your purpose and your goal, if you are missing how it is going to serve other people, then you are missing the most important part of the dream. Because the most important part of the dream is your service to humanity and to other people. And so if your vision does not capture how it is going to be beneficial to other people and how it's going to meet the needs of other people then you have missed the most important part you must rewrite that dream and that vision your dream must be to um to serve other people the focus must be serving the needs of other people and as you go through your process go through all those things you're learning and everything that you're going through do not take your eyes off serving other people Joseph served his brothers, he served in Potiphar's house, he served in prison, he served the king. It was service that brought, that brought Joseph to prominence. David, he served his brothers, he took food to them in the battle, and that was where he met Goliath, when he was still seven. He was taking food to his brothers and he saw Goliath talking against the army of the Lord. That was when he killed Goliath. That is what brought him to prominence, service. He served the king when he was playing the harp. And so your dream, the most crucial and important part of your dream is serving other people. What does it give to other people? Don't think about most of the times when we are setting business goals our focus is how much do i get from it what is the percentage profit that i get from it but the purpose, your dream and your goal should be how does it help other people how does it serve my community how does it serve my generation so service is important the bible tells us that the kings of this world lord it over them but you as a child of god it doesn't have to be so with you You don't lord it over people, but you serve other people. So your focus as a child of God is to serve other people. I'm going to take this last one and that will close for today. Write the plans and assess your progress. You must write the vision when you have the vision, when you have a clear mental portrait of your preferable future. You have a clear mental portrait of how you want 2024 to look like for you and your family. Write it down. Almost, almost every important thing that God ever communicated to people, he told them to write it down. When God, when Moses was spending time with God on the mountain, he told him to take a tablet and write what he was telling him, write the instructions. When Jesus revealed himself to John in the book of Revelation, he says, write the things that you see. Almost every important thing that God ever communicated to the prophet, to the man that he used, he told them to write it. So writing, I always tell people, writing is a spiritual principle. Write your plans and assess your progress. When you see that clear mental portrait, write it. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2, the Bible says, Then the Lord said to me, write the vision, make it plain on tablet, that he may run who reads it. So there are people who have very nice visions, mental portrait of what they want to see in their future, but it's all in their minds, and they can tell you what they want to do, what they want to achieve, but write the vision. It is important that anything that is important to you, you must write it. Anything that is important to you, you must write it. So write it down and assess your progress. Make sure that you, put, you get a, a new book. Write your plans for 2024. Pray over those plans and, and so, so that you are able to mark your progress against the plans that you have set for yourself. We are going to make this the last one because of time. Shall we pray? I just want us to pray, committing any vision, any purpose that God has given us. We all have dreams. If we don't, if you don't know your dream, you don't know your purpose. You just want to commit yourself to God. That God will point you out to that purpose. If you have a dream, you have a purpose, you have a vision. You are praying that God will make you diligent. God will give you the grace. God will give you ideas. God will give you the 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 the, the network you need. The grace to be diligent <clears throat> to be able to achieve that purpose that god will give you the grace to commit to the pro- um, to the process in jesus mighty name shall we begin to pray now in the name of jesus father we lift up dreams and visions to you oh God. we lift up every purpose of oh god that you have come jesus we are praying lord for the fulfillment of every dream for fulfillment of every purpose oh god we receive grace this morning oh god to be diligent we receive grace to commit to the process we receive grace right now to serve our generational oh god we receive grace right now oh god to pursue diligently the things that you have set in our heart to oh god in jesus mighty name we receive grace to excel in jesus mighty name we have prayed with thanksgiving amen 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 amen